Thank you. Yeah. So, hey, thank you for letting me come and share. Um, I haven't done this in a couple years. I actually used to be a youth pastor, and so it's kind of those butterflies, though, even just coming and sharing my testimony. It's been, but bear with me. Um, I just wanted to come and share. Eric has actually been on me for like three months to come and share my testimony, and uh, I've been like, ooh, I'm not ready. But I feel like God's like, no, this is the time, or you're never going to do it. So here we go. Um, so like I said, I um, was actually raised around here and had the opportunity when I was 21 to actually be on staff here on the church and be a full-time youth pastor here. And that was like the dream job for me. Um, my heart was always to be a father to the fatherless, to be someone who um, just loved on kids, to, to be a, a role model. Um, I was raised in a family that it was just my mom and I. And my mom's amazing, and she did the best job that anyone could possibly do. But, um, but the reality is, r being raised without a dad left a void in my life. And um, it's one that God has filled over the years. And um, I mean, my, my dad right now, without a doubt, is Eric. And um, just his love and support for me um, is that of God. And, um, but long story short, um, God has had me in this season for the last two years of my life that has been frustrating. Um, it's that cave season. How many of you guys have ever been in a season where you just feel like you're stuck, where you're in a cave, where you're alone, where it's like, God, I, before, I, by the time I was 21 years old, I was able to do a lot of really cool things. And I feel like God was able to use me in a way that um, I was just so lucky and blessed to be a part of. But then there was a time in my life over the last two years where I feel like I've just been blah. And um, God brought me to uh, the story of the prophet Elijah. And it's in 1 Kings 19. And I'm going to, it, it's picking up. After Elijah, who is one of the greatest prophets of God of all time, he just does all this miraculous wonders, and he, he actually calls down the fire of God on an altar that he built, and it completely destroys everything. He kills all the prophets of Baals. He's just, he's the man, and God is just using him and imparting him, and then it picks up in um, 1 Kings 19, verse 3, and it says, Elijah was scared, and he ran for his life. And, and Elijah went into this, this season of, of fear and of running. And it says that uh, God actually brought people in his life for, for 40 days, or angels in his life that, that brought food and water and helped him supply. But he just started running. And he found himself after 40 days in a cave. And this is where I felt like I've been for the last two years. Um, and God is just been speaking to me and imparting just his, his heart to me in this time. And I, fought, I felt like I wanted to share that with you guys. So, um, so Elijah's in this cave and he spent the night and the, and the word of the Lord, I'm not preaching, I promise. He's going to do a much better job. But, um, but the word of the Lord came to him and, and God asked him, what are you doing here? <laughs> Very simple, what are you doing here? And, and, and Elijah then goes and he starts pointing fingers. He's like, I've been zealous for you, but the Israelites are doing this, and they're killing your prophets, and I'm the only one left. And so instead of just seeing where he's at and telling God, yeah, you know, I'm stuck in this cave, and I'm running, and I'm afraid, and all this, he, he started making excuses. And the reality is I think that God actually didn't, God actually already knew where he was. He knew where his heart was, um, but he wanted Elijah to know. And it was more like a self-seeking question, if that makes sense. 
And, and God has been asking me that multiple times over the last two years. What are you doing here? Uh, see, the, God then tells Elijah to go and stand for he's about to pass by. And uh, the, I realized that God was actually already there, but Elijah had to know that. And so it says that he, it came in uh, that there was a mighty wind that tore down the mountain and there was an earthquake and there was fire and all this stuff, but God wasn't in it is what it says. And then, then it says that there was a still small whisper and that was God. And Elijah covered himself and he went out to be with God. Well, um, there's a transformation that takes place and an intimacy that I found that takes place in my life when I'm in the cave season. That, that's greater than any intimacy that I can get when I'm doing well. Because for 22, 23 years of my life, I did pretty well, but there was a lack of intimacy with God. Some of that, and for different reasons, but it came to the, I came to the realization through God's help that a lot of it was a lack of identity. Because I was Pastor Matt, I was um, pretty successful, I had this and I had that, but I wasn't son of God. And it took me a year of Christ's life to get that. <laughs> As, some of, as most of you in this room have gone through. Um, but I, I found that I can't think of anyone who's done anything for God who hasn't gone through a cave. At least a season in the cave. From, from Moses to, to David to Elijah to, to Jesus. I mean, if it wasn't for the cave, then... See, there's something that we can only experience while we're in that cave season. It's a transformation process that God has set up specifically for us. And the voice and the whisper of God is so much stronger in those seasons than at any point in time in your life. It's almost like as you're in the cave, the echo of the cave, it reverberates in your heart. And the intimacy, it, you only are able to go deeper. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm just reading notes that I've written up down for the last two years. It's the darker the cave that we find ourselves in or that we believe that we're in, the greater depth and intimacy that God is doing within us. The moments where we feel the most alone, the moments, and that's something that I've struggled with the most. The, the moments where, where we feel the, the most useless is when God is actually refining us and, and preparing us for something even greater. See, when we get driven or put into the cave, God is using that as a time to refine our faith, to re refine our reliance on him, to, to have our lives not just be about how great we are or how talented we are, but to have it be about how great he is, to put us in check, to whatever little pride I had going on, you know, that's gone. <laughs> Because we can do a lot without his anointing. There's a lot of really talented, really successful people sitting in this room. Way more successful than me. But when we're, we're operating outside of God's anointing, it, it's not lasting. It's fleeing. That of the earth will fade away, but, but he will never fade. He's never ending, never failing. We are. We will end. We will fail we will fade and get old and become irrelevant. But God is the same and he's new every day. See, in, in order for us, and God has to take us through the cave in order for us to live 
the totality, the fullness of his calling for our lives. And that's what I'm finding. And, and honestly, right now, I feel like I'm deeper in the cave than I've ever been before. But that's exactly where I want to be. Because I know that God has a, this amazing plan, this amazing purpose, this amazing destination for me. And he's preparing me right now. But I couldn't get there on my own. I couldn't get there alone. See, it's not found in the storm, the wind, the rain, the earthquake, in the tragedy. It's, it's not really tragedy if you think about it. It's God's love for us. It's God's grace. It's his plan all along. And, and the cool part, actually, it was two years ago, I was sitting in Epic Life. I, it was one of the first times I had ever come. We were in the chapel and Brian was speaking, but um, God kind of shared this heart with me um, through someone who was one of the leaders came in, and he shared this with me. He, the moment that Elijah finally realized that God was there with him, what God told him is, you're not done yet. Through all the discouragement, through all the loneliness, through all that time in the cave where I felt like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? God's like, you're not done. I've got greater for you. What I have ahead of you is so much more than what you can imagine and what you can do on your own. So two, two years ago, I, I, I got this word, and it was this, I know the challenges and difficulties that you've endured, but truly the worst is over. I'm going to send you on your way to my destination for you. Take heart, release the past, for you must do this before you can move forward in divine progression. See, the importance of the cave season of our life and the time where it's most difficult, where we feel like we're not being used and all that stuff, you see, our response to God is, is what really matters and is the thing that sets us apart. See, if we can respond to exactly what God's whisper is, to what his voice is wanting to do in our life, and we can bring the, peop the right people along in our life and set up uh, just network of accountability and, and fathers and brothers and fellow sons and daughters in God, then, then you see you're not done yet. See, God says go and walk in divine purpose and design. In, in his identity and anointing and authority that can only come from when Daddy God whispers, and can tell you who you are. That you truly, your identity is found in that you are his son, that you are his daughter. And when we can truly grasp that, and when we're in the deepest, darkest part of our cave, then that's when God's gonna say, you're not done yet. Let's go. Let's experience life. Let's experience the fullness of what I have for you. So that's just been on my heart. and and. I don't know where all of you are at. I know with, like I said, I feel like I'm in the deepest part of that cave, but I know that in this time that God is just refining, that God is preparing, and I am so excited to be a part of this community because without this community, I'd be done for. I'd be lost and alone. Um, so thank you, and just know that you aren't alone in that cave, that God is standing right there. He wants you to know that you're there and that God's going to use you in this time. So he didn't give you very many personal details, and I won't either, but uh, the dude went from a really 
high-powered job to a barista at Starbucks who rode a bicycle because he has no car. And he rode in the rain. He rode sick. Um, he just, he would not give up. And he had amazing tenacity. Um, I waited a, a couple of years. I thought the lights would never come on in his eyes again. And about probably six or eight weeks ago, he and John Nye, he said, I'm not coming to DNA. We're having a God, God moment. And I, I don't, still don't know what all happened because I didn't ask any questions. But the next time I saw him, the lights were on in his eyes that I had thought were never going to come on again. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're in one of those times tonight and you feel like the lights have gone out inside you, they can come on again. Just refuse to quit. Refuse to stop showing up. And when God sends you somebody who has a cattle prod, I'm from Texas. I don't know if you guys know how those work, but it's this awesome little tool. You stick it up on some big old cow or bull. You just kind of jab them like that, and they'll jump, and they'll take off running. It doesn't matter how little you are because you just jabbed them. And I carry one of those. And uh, <laughs> a big one. And um, God will send you people who will help you. But you have to be receptive when they get there. Because you'll hear things you don't want to hear. Because if you're in a cave, typically, I've been in numerous caves. I usually get there through my own stupidity and my refusal to do what God wants me to do. And life gets boring. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is not what being a Christian is all about. And it's like, yeah, no kidding. And if you'll, like, listen up, God will bust you out of that. So... Um, Anyway, I just uh, encourage you, wherever you're at tonight with God, if you feel like it's dark on the inside, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. If your life is boring, it doesn't have to be. Just keep showing up and respond. So I'm excited.